Talking rugby, telling stories, rugby picker. Welcome to Rugby Pick'em. Who cares? Who knows? Why bother? Welcome back to Rugby Pick'em. I'm BT, here with my co-host, my co-coach, Tommy No Picks. Yeah. Tommy, we decided we're going to do this weekly, every yep. Thursday. We're in the mobile studio before high school practice. Yes, and just to document the journey, these, this group of players are going to get their first game Sunday, first time in two years. Wow. It's pretty crazy how the average high schooler like gets so much sport all the time, and this generation of kids will always remember those right. two years where they had to just be on video There's games. Just nothing, yeah. Poor kids. Unbelievable. Proud of this group. I've been coaching them since they were middle schoolers, and uh, yeah, we're ready to tear it up after we're going to do a little contact. Yeah. Not too hard. Yeah, I got so some good warm-up drills. primer. Nice I got primer. some good warm-up drills from uh, Pete Borlase. He came out to our Barbos training last night. All so. right, there you go. Yeah. Grassroots. Yeah. But you're all here for MLR. Tommy, the rugby media industrial complex yeah. continues to grow. Our there MLR. are so many shows that I literally can't watch or listen to them all, even though I would, you know, if I had a time machine, I could press pause. If it was Adam <laughs> Sandler with the click, I would make time for all these shows. However, I have tried out a couple new pods if I can give a shout out to W Nation, which is short for Warrior War- Nation. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Ashley Berg, who's an Eagle, sevens and fifteens, and does reporting on the side and coaches the academy for Utah. Just just uh, I might have a rugby crush here, Tommy, just because she's getting after it on every single <laughs> front, supporting the grassroots, doing sideline reporting. She hopped on the, the W Nation pod today, gave a good breakdown because Warriors want to shoot out. Right, big time points. Might be a might be a shoe in for an award at the end of the year. Yeah, <laughs> early RPA favorite. RPA is yeah. Um, another podcast that I, I can't quit is Road to Glory, featuring Bree and Roly. Just phenomenal duo. Bree is the rock, the the dependable core. Roly is the wild card, and quite frankly, the duo is so dynamic. I can't quit it. And nice. Also, Matt McCarthy, right. still putting out his content each week, and he's really leaning into the betting lines and the spreads, having some good guests on. That's who you sent me I last said, do your homework. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, I, I have to make sure Tommy does his homework every week. It's okay. Um, <laughs> he, he gets it done. He, he does about 30 up. seconds of score checks before we record. Cu- <laughs> but, Tommy, the real thing that uh, I dug into this week, I sunk my teeth in, was on the Rugby Network. And it's the newest Skype show, set in a bar, via Skype, but it feels like you're hanging out with Ben Foden and Mike Petrie, the rugby clubhouse. (laughs) After a while, Tommy, I just felt like I was having a beer with the boys, just (laughs) chatting it up, and usually British accents kind of irritate me. I don't know if they're like uppity or what, or as an American, like I grow up thinking, that talking in the old English is snobbery. Yeah, it, but you, all the bad guys in all the movies are have that accent. So. But Fodes makes it very likable. Yeah. Love Fodes. He's, he's going to have a long career in media, and Mike Petri too. Could we have better oh, sure. contrasting accents than a hardcore New York accent <laughs> With and Ben Foden, who's, you know, just suave in every sense? Suave. 
They had a great show. They had good guests, including potentially Rookie of the Year, Connor Mooneyham, number one overall pick. First ever number one overall pick. Twice. <laughs> Twice? Yeah, well, the Jackals and the Gilgrims. Oh, that's right. Them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. And then, Tommy, my favorite guests came on their show, and I'm talking about the Kamish. Oh, goodness. You Tell know I love it. anytime Kamish Kilbrew makes a public appearance because first off we know he's going to mention the fact that the pairs got played even though the season got canceled last year that's a given the pairs got played the <laughs> players got paid death taxes and commissioner Kilbrew letting you know that they paid the players last <laughs> those are the three only certain things in life yes anyway. i joke because obviously it's his job to talk well about the league and the league was never not going to pay their players that would be freaking preposterous <laughs> we're coming up on a we're over a year give it up commission but no i seriously every time this guy comes on an interview i learn something new we jest and poke some fun because he has made himself so public that there's some funny things that have come out of his interviews but let me tell you one thing tommy this guy's on the same page with rugby pickham when it comes to Operation 2031. Right. I heard him talking about hosting those World Cups, and let's just say he's leaning into 2031, he's, just like us. He knows we need a whole decade. He's on par this. with our uh, expose yes. that, that we wrote. <laughs> uh, but another thing, too, which I found interesting, he's really pushing the teams to grow their revenue first before they expand the salary cap. Now, you know I have a bleeding heart for the players. I want to see him get paid more. But yep. Kamish knows this is a long-term play, and he's going to force ownership to really buckle down and sell out your stadiums and sell your merch before you can expand that number. Because, sure, like, Gilchrist Group will do just fine, and they can probably burn money like it's nothing, but if you expand too quickly, you will kill out some ownership groups, right. and then you have turnover, um, and yeah. he doesn't want that. He wants to make sure they expand at a... Fast pace, but not an irresponsible Fiscally pace. responsible. That's what yes. I was looking for. So yeah. congrats to the commissioner's austerity. But yeah. he also, I mean, he was he was chief revenue officer over at the Mavericks for quite a while, Tommy. So he knows a thing or two about making money. Yeah. Revenue. Yeah. And what he suggests is that it's not rugby tradition, and the traditionalists will roll in their grave when they hear this, but he says... They should put the last names of the players on the jerseys. Every oh, game. good God. Oh, apparently you're a traditionalist. Uh, well, I can just look at the Gil Gronies. I, I, I'll tell you what. I'm a Gil Grony fan. If I had to pick a team in the West, I'd pick the Gil Gronies. Or Gil Groniak? I, I wouldn't go that far. Uh, I like I, I like New York. Um, that's who I, okay. I, I put my... I, I hang my coat in New York, but my West team is the Gilgronies, and I just I but the one thing I can't stand their jerseys. Okay, I don't let like me it. push back. You couldn't stand them when they were literally falling off week one. Yeah, and last year yeah. they fixed that. Well, they got a really good seamstress in there to just stitch it <laughs> extra tight. And let me just back up the commissioner here. He is right in saying. You need to sell the individuality of the players to make money. And you can still do that. No, but you, you can't. You can put it on the jersey so the in the in the in the team store. You can put the name on the back. That's fine. But not game day? I don't know. I, but Tommy, let me push back. I think How would somebody know what player to buy at the team store if they went to the game and there was no name on his back? 
I mean, probably the roster that they hand out a, on yeah, pamphlets. Man, but you got a point. I I see the point. I just it's I about think building your talent, building your stars. Yeah, but you know, roster changes week to week. Oh, God forbid the seamstress has to sell yes, a new name on. Exactly, you gotta have another. Oh, geez. no, it's just these, another variable that you gotta worry about. Oh, Tommy, you sound like a crotchy old traditionalist. <laughs> How dare you go back to England to play the the rich elitist sport here in America? Oh, okay, it's all about selling tickets. It's about making money. It's about making revenue so we can grow that salary cap. So, cheers to the commish. Cheers to Ben Foden and Mike Petrie. I'm gonna be a regular listener of the clubhouse week in week out and you can bet your ass i'm going to be bringing some of that punditry on to rugby pick them each week oh, as goodness. we report on the punditry right tommy <laughs> <laughs> the table didn't change much with uh team gill still on top of the table you know tommy i actually used to be a bus boy in my younger years and i learned usually the drinks go on top of the table okay like get it the west <laughs> oh, got it yeah oh wow that that took me a second yeah it usually okay. does <laughs> <laughs> oh man but <laughs> we are in the process of searching for which guillotine game we're gonna go to we're gonna fly out to la it might be sooner rather than later to be honest because uh, moves are being made on this summer weekends are already yeah. getting flagged and taken but we're going to the Western final if they host. And oh, wow. That would if be awesome. they win that, we might go to the final as well. It's a $50 one-way ticket. Denver to That's LA. That's nothing. Yeah, South, I got a Southwest email not too long ago. Spamming? No, not a spamming. It was like uh, 50 bucks. Oh, wow, that sounds like spam to me. They just, <laughs> they just want you to... It, it be... was in my promotions yeah. section under my under my Gmail, but... We'll cut that. Okay. <laughs> Before we sign off on today, we do have a teaser for you. Our first in-person guest next week. Oh, yeah? First in-person guest in a long time. And oh, we're, we're going to tease yes. this one. We're very excited for it. He arguably shaped the MLR itself in I its early years. I wouldn't even say arguably. I think he did shape them. He shaped the MLR in the early years. We're very excited to have somebody on to preview a game that we will be attending boots on the ground style oh man tommy rugby's back we're gonna hustle on the field right now and get after it yeah we gotta go to practice i might do some cardio who knows oh wow get some good conditioning in but we'll see everybody here next week tommy if they like rugby pick them if they want to call the show what do they do they just gotta dial the number two five two wait seven two oh two five nine eight eight two five that's seven two zero two five nine tuck. And very quickly, oh, we're getting a we're getting a telegram coconut. Wow, we're getting a coconut from coconut telegram. Jimmy Buffett land. Oh wow, Harpo sent his lines in all caps via email, or should I say, a coconut? And he thinks there's four games this week. A couple of teams on buys. Free Jacks at San Diego. He's calling that a pick'em game. He got L.A. of 14-point favorite at home, hosting Old Glory. Nola, he says, is a 10-point dog at home against Toronto. And he thinks Seattle is only a 5-point dog against Rooney. So Harpo really tacking Rooney right there after yeah. the big loss because Seattle doesn't deserve a line. Yeah. 
it's based on how they're playing. But I love seeing teams come back. I hope they turn it around. We're not going to pick them. Too many pundits are doing nah. the pick them, but we will give you the lines. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, the one thing I would say, I'm not picking them, but L.A. only a 14-point advantage. I'm not going to give anybody uh, twenty less than 20 points against L.A. right now. Old Glory scores points, too, so should we say that's going to be the first 100-point game of the year? We've I been think, flirting with it. Yeah, it's been cl- Week one, there was like four or five close. Put in the books. Yeah. Old Glory, Giltini's. 100 points century. We're not picking them. We're just saying. <laughs> Watch them go goose egg on us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Pick them. Pick them. Here with my co-host, my co-coach, Tommy No Picks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Um, you got a point. I I see the point. I just we're not picking them. We're just saying <laughs> number one overall pick, first ever number one overall pick, twice. <laughs> twice. Yeah. Well, the jackals set in a bar via Skype. But it feels like you're hanging out with Ben Foden and Mike Petrie of the Rugby Clubhouse. You know, Tommy, I actually used to be a busboy in my younger years. Death, taxes, and Commissioner Killbrew letting you know that they paid the players. (laughs) Those are the... I hang my coat in New York. (laughs) But... The jerseys. Oh, good God. Oh, apparently you're a traditionalist. Uh, Well... Road to Glory, featuring Bree and Roly. He arguably shaped the MLR itself in I its early years. I wouldn't even say arguably. I think he did shape them. He shaped the MLR in the early years. Tommy, the rugby industry media complex continues I think I got that in the wrong order the rugby media industrial complex yeah. con- they just gotta dial the number 252 wait 720 oh jeez this is last year's scores 22-0 Toronto Tommy's doing his homework right before we record or 22-0 Glendale no that's not this year hello come back yeah, but, you know, roster changes week to week. Oh, God forbid the seamstress has to sell yes, a new name on. Exactly. You got to have another... Uh, no, I just these... another variable that you got to worry about. I'm going to be a regular listener of the clubhouse week in, week out, and you can bet your ass I'm going to be bringing some of that punditry onto Rugby Pick'em each week okay. as we report on the punditry. Right. Tommy... <laughs> <laughs> Know your role.